1: Hello, welcome to the Five Year fan podcast. Hey, it's a summer catch-up. Summer catch. It's been a few, but it's been it's been a minute. It's been yeah. maybe two months almost since, I don't know, I've lost track of time, since the last game of the season, so I thought we'd do a little catch-up. Palace are playing right now in the sold-out fixture at Crawley Town. My God, people are desperate for football. Um, I think Palace have won them up, from what I can see. I think John philippe Mateta has scored, but anyway, stranger things have happened. Uh, joining me tonight, uh, Rob Sutherland's here. Rob, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad. A little promotion from the uh, Rezies up to the first team. Good to have you with us. It is preseason, So, uh, <laughs> if you're in you know, oh I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a um, trialist. A, a, a trialist. They, they've always got the first name A. Um, and also here uh, are... Uh, it's 2-0 oh now, by the way, JD. Mateta scored two. Wow.
0: End of yeah, night. so he could play at that level. So that's good news for John for
1: for Le- uh, Le- Jean- Philippe Philippe Matete yeah of good for him. No. Uh, also here uh, captain leader legend chap uh, here. Oh no no,
2: on, no, no, no 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 John Terry references I absolutely refute that. You can fuck off. I'm not having
1: John Terry. <laughs> can any can anyone now post Terry? <laughs> no we'll be, a, uh, be, be a legend. Leader and legend. No. Awful.
2: I can't have it.
1: Sorry, you could bleep that out, but I, I, I refuse. Nah, that. it's pre season. No one cares. Um, could you be a leader, a leader legend captain?
2: No, I don't want to. You guys are the captains. I'm the, I'm the flair. I don't want the responsibility of the armband. Oh, you well,
1: you're, the, you're the SA. I'm not the you're SA. You're the SA to my Luca.
0: No. <laughs> you could be the Wilfred Zaha. You could have the flair and captaincy.
1: Rumours
2: are that we were both spotted at Ibiza Airport recently at the same time. So who knows? Who
1: knows? That's one of the few footballing rumours that's actually true. That one is actually true. <laughs> so there we go.
2: So Herb Zaha has tried to sell me his brother, which is a bit embarrassing.
1: That's but... <laughs> what he said is Herb Zaha, has tried to sell you. Well, well, another possibly. south coast based i won't
2: know <laughs> i don't know. Um, I won't know
1: whatever you do <laughs>
2: local authority
1: yeah i don't know what
0: valuation he'd put on you jack but i reckon at least a hundred thousand a week well, it
1: depends what percent of <laughs> herbs are taking but yeah he's like form of town council really want him seriously we're gonna to have to jet the price up
2: <laughs> your knowledge of local authorities is embarrassing but okay
1: yeah <laughs> uh city council would imagine probably anyway um what should we talk about because it doesn't although we have made a signing rob which we knew about. I feel like we talked about it on the last episode, actually. Jefferson yep. Lerma, free transfer from Bournemouth, that we can all agree a good deal. Um, it feels like since then, Palace have um, shut down their HQ and gone on an extended holiday because nothing else has really happened. How are you feeling? Let's talk about feelings. How? What's your emotions right now? I'm at peace. I think, um,
0: there's always a bit of anxiety when it comes to transfers and, cons- you know, concern about not having any incoming players and um, especially in light of what's going on with palace players being linked with moves away from crystal palace. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident that for every player that ends up being sold, we, we, we would ha- would require a, a replacement likely beforehand. So I'm really not overly concerned that we're going to weaken the squad to a point that is putting us at risk. Um, But I think it's a compliment to Crystal Palace that we've got all these players that actually other clubs want and, and better clubs than Crystal Palace want. So, um, but then I don't think we're going to be taken for a ride. And that's, that's one thing that's going to be, um, that's a reassuring thing. And all of those players have lengthy contracts, all of them apart from uh, Eze, but he hasn't really been linked away yet. Um, Although you never know. That's one of those things that, also happen as well um but yeah i don't i don't know i don't feel like it's when we're definitely not at panic stations i tend to look at what other clubs are doing as well so if you look at the league generally other than maybe bournemouth and i think bournemouth i think they're the only ones that have really in in and around crystal palace in that kind of mid mid to lower table kind of area i think they're the only ones that have actually made any signings in in recent weeks and I think there is just a, a, a I think there's a, a league-wide kind of inertia that's going on where it might be because of the the fees that are being bandied about by Saudi Arabian football mm. clubs or you know it, I think those that can have a fact, a fact play a, a part in it suddenly clubs look at their players and say well, actually we're going to ramp it up by an additional 10 million because everyone else is getting more money out of this so um, so there's a little bit of imbalance there but other but yeah I
1: don't feel concerned John philippe Mateta's lovely little face just popped up on my phone uh, for the second couple there, uh, which is reassuring. Um, I'm, Jack, I'm mates with a Fulham fan up here in, in Bucks, and um, he's absolutely terrified. He's convinced they're going to go down this season because Mitro's off, apparently. Silver's not signing a new contract. And Rob's right, actually. When you look around the rest of the league, yeah, Palace might be a bit slow to get business done, but actually no one else is really sort of pulling up trees either. And... We've got the manager in place now. Yes, Gay, he's been linked with Chelsea. I've seen today. And to has been linked with Liverpool. And, um, but I'd be surprised if those are pulled off. I think really, we're, pr- we're probably in an okay situation. I feel like this pod might be a sort of just a, a calming of nerves.
2: Maybe just checking in, just
0: checking. Yeah. In. yeah. I, I see that, um, 20 minutes ago, Sammy Mockbell, um, Tweeted or tweeted out an article that basically says that Crystal Palace uh, value Decore at between seventy and eighty million pounds. Yeah, 100%, so,
2: hundred percent, and they should—that's
0: the market rate. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think Decore was our player of the season. A lot of clubs, are, you know, the fans of clubs around us uh, in the Premier League probably don't really know a great deal of how good he is, but we saw everything that he did for Crystal Palace, and I mean, he went from being a player that was one card away from being. Uh, suspended for three games to being a player that didn't get suspended because he just avoided all all yellow cards for he really for grew. 12 games or something, he, I think he, it was in the yeah, end. Yeah,
2: the final 10 games under, under Roy. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, didn't get a booking. Didn't get really close to a booking. I don't remember him really having to run away from a referee very quickly. So he really grew last year. And I, I was quite surprised. I did like a little a sense check on Twitter towards end of the season about what Palace fans valued or where Palace fans valued the coin, a lot of Palace fans are saying still between thirty-five and fifty million. I felt he'd had such a good season and in terms of his value to us, it was at least sixty million. But you know, just because Liverpool are fire selling their midfielders because they're at an age where they can still get some money from this kind of Saudi investment, doesn't mean that that value will be applied to other players. You know, they are trying to get Lavia from Southampton and kind of blowball them and they're seemingly interested in check, and we will have a value for him. So yeah, I'm with you. I think at least sixty million. Um but
0: it's it's also interesting that that those palace fans that are saying thirty 35 to 50, that's not very much of a profit after no, we, a whole season invested. of Premier League football. Exactly. Yeah.
2: We I mean we put um 21, 22 million pounds probably up front. Yeah. But I also
0: think I also think there's that Palace fans generally have a bit of a dim view of their own, not dim as in like <laughs> that they just don't look at their own their own club with any kind of with any kind of fair credit, really the players we have in our first team, I know that we had a really awful run of form last season. And there were, I think there was an element of people coming to terms with that run of form and the poor results by saying, well, they were obviously they're just not, not that good. And we're maybe, you know, we've probably given them a bit too much credit, but actually I think they are that good. All of those players are excellent. It's three 0 now, by the way, all of those players are excellent. And, um, Especially in our first starting 11, maybe, you know, again, you'd, you'd look at the, the fullback situation, right back, especially problematic. Our striker situation may be a, a somewhat prob- problematic as well. But in the that one, surely.
2: So Rob, that, that second one, I mean, I know fullback, there's a seemingly a, this knowledge that we're not going to address that this year. And you may think that's possibly linked to the um, the youngster who's just signed his professional contract of us, whose name escapes me. Um, but maybe there's a pathway for him over the next year or two to come through. Um, but in terms of striker, surely, surely that will be addressed. In terms of addressing, I'm with you. I am at peace in terms of where we are. And you know, if you want this model, which sees youngsters come to us for you know relatively low price, and then we sell them on for a big profit, well, eventually you have to get to a point where you do sell them for that big profit. And it is still possible that one of them will go this summer. Um, it's just they're all being linked at the moment. It doesn't mean they're all going to go. Um, the only thing that does worry me a little bit is if the squad fly to the States at the weekend, and ideally that's the biggest bulk of this pre season is going to be on, yeah. in that camp. And maybe a few more new faces, other than Jefferson Lerma, who I think is an outstanding free transfer, maybe a few more faces would be beneficial moving into the latter part of the pre season before we start Shepherd United away. That's the only gripe. But as you say, the inertia is across the league. Look at the club's. That finished below us last year. Um, not much activity has happened. If you look at the teams that have come up, Burnley have have kind of gone in a bit early, but they had such a long time towards the end of last they, season. They have that. Luton, that's, they've signed some Championship players that think they they might be able to adapt. Sheffield United are really struggling, and and they've that typically some
1: striker haven't they? Some random yeah, striker.
2: but but typically that's where you see the most activity is the promoted clubs because they think need that, to open oh, well,
0: spots it. They're, out. They're they're playing catch up, but we're not even know. seeing
2: them. We're not even seeing them go crazy yeah. in terms of transfers. So it is an odd summer so far. I do think eventually, you know, it's some, four nil now. Bloody <laughs> hell, it's moving quickly. <laughs> what pace are we moving at? Um,
0: it was um, Armada that scored the third,
1: by the way. So um, no, ex- it was Eze. Esé got. Oh, was it the third. Eze? Armada got the fourth. Apparently, Eze is absolutely running rings around Crawley Town we'll
2: against yeah, to Crawley Town. Yeah. What England international ever eats? Eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a shock! What an absolute shock! Get him off now um, before
0: they. They're going to they're gonna get have, have to invest in some more crypto to try and fix this somehow.
2: Get Mark right on. That's what I'd do. Get him on.
1: Yeah. If you guys go to the friendly in Dulwich Hamlet, literally about fifteen years ago, or t- where Doggy Friedman brought himself on for the last time. Yes. Yeah.
2: I, don't know. I, don't know. I definitely did go
1: to that. It was absolutely amazing. It was what, are so you? Good. Are you
2: considering Roy bringing himself on tonight? Is that what you're thinking?
1: There was that clip from last si- uh, season before la- la- last season where he did a three ball in training at Watford. Everyone's like, oh, Roy still got it." No. <clears> but throat> throat> I mean, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, Him and Ray coming at halftime. Aaron, Wow, well, the way it's going, it's going to be bigger than Bayern Munich's twenty-seven nil from the other day. So, ah, oh, we should have gone to Crawley, guys. We should have gone to Crawley. Said no one ever. Said no one. Um, indeed. Are you? Um, I saw Jack on Twitter. I can't. I don't know why because i would already trying to avoid it. I was on some sort of thread. And someone had put, um, "The problem is Steve Parrish doesn't want this team to doesn't want this club to progress." <laughs> and I just started laughing because. <laughs> yeah. But i I know. Some, I don't know. I, I know when players are linked away and stuff, and there's not much him coming. I think people do worry, but that is a. That's a big leap, isn't it? Yeah. I.
2: Uh, Happy I birthday. Myself. Happy birthday, Steve.
1: Yeah, get out of our okay.
2: club Get out of our club Many happy returns Back off I
0: yeah. find it really difficult Because as a As a 40 year old Crystal Palace fan Who has been Who's witnessed Crystal Palace being Right on the brink I sound like the fans That I used to listen to Who told me that That, that I was being Fanciful by saying When I suggested Palace weren't being Ambitious enough So I, I get it Right Because I think Young people they They only understand The club within the Context of the of the the kind of mostly within the context of their own experience and a lot of I think there are a lot of young fans who only know Crystal Palace as a Premier League side and so when they witness Crystal Palace selling players that they believe are good enough to kind of push us on on into the next level they look at that from through the through that prism, and then you have people like us and people who are older than us who remember Crystal Palace being a third division side and a second division side and a you know in our in my case a championship side and on the brink of extinction and and these are things that, that we're almost yeah twice, and we 're told it, the thing that frustrates me is that that we 're sometimes told, even by fellow fans of a similar age to us that oh well we, we shouldn 't live in the past but i always think that the past helps to inform the future and and really it's with that context in mind that i think steve Parrish and the way the club is run is that's how they do it is that we're not going to end up with a benefactor pumping 800 million pounds of his own money into the club or 400 million pounds or 450 million pounds so you just have to get over that idea that even having billionaire owners they're not there the, the aim isn't for them to make a massive loss in the hope of turning us into a, a two or three season wonder, you know. And yes, there is a South Coast club that are doing really well, but they owe a shit ton of money. Are
2: you going to mention Bournemouth at the same time? Are you going to mention Bournemouth? Yes,
0: that's right. Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, the the, yeah. the only big club on the South Coast. Um,
2: so, Hastings United? East yeah, North Hastings. North. North. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Lewis. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Good, good
2: time. Worthing,
0: yeah but I, I do think that people look at Brighton as if that's like the model to go for, but that that's one person owing uh, being owed five hundred million pounds and um, but yeah, I don't think Crystal Palace are a club that need that, that have a history of going into administration and taking massive risks and those risks not paying off so I just find myself I do find myself just thinking lay off the chairman a little bit. Just a
2: little bit. I mean, they, 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 whatever the situation, the level of abuse he gets is absurd anyway, and does need to stop. Um, but what did hit me towards the end of last season, and just talking about fans, you know, typically fans might go to their first game between the ages of, I don't know, six and ten. Possibly, there will be this season people going into their twenties from from this spell. Say they went to their first game eight or nine. And they're starting to spend their own money. They're not spending their mum and dad's money anymore in going to a season ticket. So they have a greater ownership about their going to Palace. Mm. And therefore, it's hard to argue that, you know, they they won't have much time anymore for, oh, you weren't there for Scunthorpe 4-0, you know, that type of stuff. (laughs) It's, It's that type of stuff. Things are moving. And the pool of fans that have only ever known Premier League football in this era is, you know, broadening year on year. We're getting a bigger fan base internationally. We'll talk about the US trip in a moment. But just naturally, with time moving on, that pool of people is getting bigger and that viewpoint is getting bigger. And that's something the club's hierarchy are going to have to deal with. The expectation, while you know, fans of, of our generation that did do the Scunthorpe Thought 4-0 and you know many generations before that have gone through, you know, third and second-tier football for year on year and not really minded it too much because it was just what we did. Um, we are gonna have to now find space for that group of people who and I hope only no Premier League football for a number of more years. That's that's the truth of it. And I, I do think that is where the conversation will move in time. And it will probably only stop once that generation experienced lower league or well not lower league football, but you know, tier two, tier three football in years to come. Because unfortunately, this Premier League journey will end at some point. Um, yeah. So it's just a nod, not to be too much of a down on it, but I, I just think that that age. Bracket is just you know moving along into their twenties now, and therefore the kind of volume of their arguments going to get stronger. I don't agree with it, and I think there does need to be a dose of reality to it that we are Crystal Palace, we are you know, in the greatest spell of top flight football in our you know however many year history you want to argue, <laughs> it's hundred and seventeen or slightly longer, whatever. But yeah, I, I just think that conversation is going to move on, but hopefully that conversation does move on with the belonging of our top flight football.
0: Well, um, as, a, as a football club, this is Crystal Palace's golden era. That's, that's where we're at. Look, look we, at the we've players.
2: Been, we've got players being linked with other clubs on a daily basis on, for deals worth £50 million or more every day at the moment.
0: And we, we might not have finished third, and I, and I know that that is a really important contextual, contextual touch point for, for Palace fans of that era. But Crystal Palace are, have been in one FA Cup, Cup final, one FA Cup semi-final. We've finished... Way above the relegation zone pretty much every season since we've come up, you know, it, in terms of points. There have been what, some, some spells of concern.
2: Flirtation.
0: There have been some early flirtations in January or February, but typically we kind of correct that later on in the season.
2: But that's where that bastard Steve Parrish makes the change You're of manager that keeps us up. Bloody yeah. bastard. <laughs>
0: Scum now. He's got no, no forward vision. He All he does is look back at the relegation zones as we're leaving them. <laughs> But really, uh, Let's I, not I go
1: down. Let, let's let's no. talk about the US trip or something a bit more I was, was gonna different. say, let's talk about pre-season friendly because I was gonna say, like, what have we learned from the friendly so far? But um we're literally so far, right now e- recording the one the best one so far. So Ebericiese um, is good at football. I think that's that's
0: a very yeah. important lesson. Um Sam Johnson is playing in goal for Crystal Palace. Uh, wearing I what it. number?
2: Wearing what number?
0: Yeah, I don't know actually. What number one. is he wearing? Number one. Okay, well, the interesting thing is that I, I was told that Gwait is fit and healthy, and he isn't, hasn't been on the bench in the last two games. Um, so watch that one, Palace fans. We'll see what happens on that front. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and uh, Mateta scoring goals. What's going on with that?
2: He's scoring, Riccio I mean, Romano dropping in here. Bloody
0: hell. Yeah, awful. that's it. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little bit... I, Riccio Romano. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, the thing to remember with Guaito is the only we'd only let him go if we signed someone who who could kind of compete with Sam Johnson and I think at the moment Joe Whitworth isn't up to that level yet he has to there's going to have to be a bit more time maybe learning his trade elsewhere but I think yeah it, it's just one of those things where he might end up leaving um if we do end up you know if, if that Continues. Um, in terms of the yeah.
2: archers because, uh, I mean, Goodman got his loan move out to Colchester, which is a great move for a 19-year-old goalkeeper. He'll be their first choice under Ben Garner next year. That's a really good move for him. Kofi Balm has gone to Port Vale. He'll be playing League One football next year. It's the yeah. sort of move that you want your under-23s getting for a full year of, you know, third and fourth tier football next year. Now, for a 19-year-old goalkeeper to be a first-choice goalkeeper in League Two next year, that's going to do him far more than another year of development football at Palace. So it's good that Palace are starting to do those deals. I saw Killian Phillips is linked with another move.
0: Um, Raksaki maybe to Ipswich, I think that was... That's been mooted since the end of
2: last year. I I think there's a lot of Palace fans who are wondering whether the kind of destination of Jez might be altered by Michael Alise's unlucky injury, but we'll see what happens with that. But it's good to see some loan deals already agreed and and those players will be all the better. Scott Banks was linked with a move away. Joe obrien has been linked with a move away. And as... Some Palace fans have said it's actually quite refreshing to see Palace players that have been brought through actually being linked with moves away for money. That's yeah. ultimately part of the project that Palace are hoping to build. So, so that's quite good. But, you know, they, the boys fly the, the first team squad with, with Roy and Ray in place. And as Jim mentioned earlier, that's a really important part of it, that the managers at least are in place. That's I don't expect... As much of that squad will fly to the states on well, that's it the weekend, and and then we just go from there, really.
0: And speaking of that, I don't think I don't expect any of the players that have been linked, you know, not even one of them that has been linked with a, a move away to not travel to America, because I think Palace are going to. It's so early in the in the process, you know, all of this kind of Liverpool are tentatively interested. I mean, it's just it's all just it all just sounds like a little bit of bollocks at the moment. Okay. Um, but I also think. The, the, the cynic in me thinks if Palace are actually actively negotiating a new contract for Wilfred Zaha and it is as as big an offer as he has been offered, then players like Joachim Anderson, Mark Gay, uh, um, why, well, why have I forgotten his name? Cech uh, de, check de Corre, <laughs> Um They will all look at Eberichi even Michael Olisse for example. They'll all look at that and say, well... If he's getting a pay rise, you know I, I'm important to this team. I, I should like Anderson and Gaye have basically been the best centre back pairing we've probably ever had. So you could argue that those two are worthy of, of pay rises.
2: It's top on top on Aaron Martin. That but fair enough. This
0: <laughs> fair is enough. very true, but it, it, it's um, you know that it's it's kind of trickle up economics. Adam Adam, the, Barnett. <laughs> Adam Barnett. Adam <laughs>
1: Barnett is that his name? Bartlett. Bartlett.
2: Barnett. Bartlett. <laughs> Yeah, so,
0: but the south end, former south end guy, yeah, guy. yeah, he yeah. Was Now great. first
2: team coach at Millwall.
0: Am a carriage? How about that? Okay. If we're playing top trumps of crap we defenders, don't, we don't go there. We don't
2: go there. We don't go. He's <laughs> he's he's well and truly the worst That's player. I've seen but, I, but
0: I I think it's a pertinent point in that a lot of these players will will you know when one player gets a massive pay rise, it does have a tendency to kind of see players knocking on doors and saying, "Well, what about but, me you
2: know, being perfectly crude And we'll draw we'll it to an end in a minute, Jim, because I appreciate. It's kind of a stop stopgap pod. But, Jacob Anderson, dare we say that when he joined Palace two years ago, he probably thought, I might be at Palace for two years before a move? Yeah, it, you know, it could well not. be on his timeline. And, you know, I'm sure he's enjoying playing for Palace. I, I, I don't get the sense that he's urging a move away. I think there was a little bit of concern that he didn't play against Bromby on Saturday. But, Rob, you reassuringly told me that that was injury related. It was so, just a knock. As you say, these players will fly to the States and they, at the moment, are very much part of next year's first team plans. Should a club come in with an unbelievable offer, that's what this model is all about. We make the money that we can and we go again. If Gay or Anderson go, I dare say the move is ready to go for the next player. We've seen um, Pear Schurz from Torino linked. I'm sure there's a number of players that are options. Um, Armel Bella-Kotchap is still at Southampton. He was linked previously. So, you know, you've got to trust Dougie because we're only in this position with players... Being linked for multi-million pound moves and with multi-million pound profits associated with them, because Dougie did so well in the first place with these deals. So, yeah. in in Doug, we
1: trust. Yes, <laughs> but, but I think we all I, knew. Yeah. We, we all knew though we all knew those players are going to leave at some point. Yeah. I think that's no one. I think is blinkered enough to think that that Hansen staying at Palace for his career. Mark is becoming a well, not one man club, but they're all good enough to play at the highest level. So I think it's all I about think, the, the, I think It's all it, about, as Jack says, the system, not the system, the model and getting recuperated enough money that we've earned from developing these players and then moving on.
0: But it's also about raising the standards. So you, you essentially go from taking, you know, an Anderson and selling him for profit to then getting someone who's probably just below Anderson and, and giving him the experience and, and, Essentially, kind of developing to him to a point where he too can be even better than Anderson, and that a club will then come in and offer more money for that. And that's ultimately, if, if we, we don't have any way of making a profit other than that, the only way that we can make a profit is by selling players, because the stadium needs to be the stadium needs to be expanded. The commercial interests that come from that would need to grow. It is really vitally important that that is how we do the business
2: now. Um, I think Rob, so, the, problem, the problem that fans have though is these players are just so good. I mean, Mark Gay is yeah, he's so just, good. He's beyond... Michael Lise is so good. These players yeah. are generational talents in terms of Palace. Yeah. You know, these players, after two years, are in a lot of fans who have seen a lot of Palace's all-time Palace 11s. It's yeah. going to be hard to let go of these players because of how good they are. And that's where I think the model in principle sounds good. And I suffered from this myself. The model in principle sounds wonderful. Great, we sign cheap and, and we sell big. Fantastic. That fulfills the football club. And then you see these players and you're like, don't go... <laughs> Don't play for someone else. I want to see you. I want to see you in red and blue for
0: as long the as I one can. That, but the yeah. one I, w- I will feel most gutted about is Eze because I just think he's a magician and it's it's one. But then I also think he probably deserves his his light deserves to shine on a bigger stage. You know, it's it's crazy, but that that might not be where Palace are at the moment. But at some point in the future. 20 years time, where we're, you know, where we have a, a much bigger main stand, and we're selling players, and we're, you know, and it no longer becomes a situation where we're making, where we have to sell players in order to generate a profit, in order to then do better. I do think that 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 we're not at that stage now, and mm. even if you sign. You know, even if you spend £60, £70 million on, on two or three players now, I still don't think we'll be at that stage. And that's that's just progress. That's progression. But look at where we've come from in the last 10 years. If we can do the similar amount in the next 10 years, then it, that that is a potential. There is potential for that. But
1: yeah. Anyway, we should probably well go. Well said. Um, it's still 4-0 at Crawley. Palace haven't scored in 25 minutes, which is unacceptable. Irish uh, out. Roy out. <laughs> exactly. Robin,
2: Robin, Jim out. Everyone out.
1: Out. I'm gonna to have to end this call. I'm going straight on Twitter to moan about it. Um, but guys, it's been lovely catching up. Uh, we're back again soon with another episode. Um, well, we'll, we'll do a pod extra soon. or not, and we'll do yes. a pod extra as well. Yeah, when we'll some, get the ball when rolling something,
2: when something happens. Who knows? Something might happen soon. Oh, well
1: that sounds right, well,
2: surely. Well, surely, surely something <laughs> wow. has to happen soon.
0: Well, if you've seen Twitter, then everyone uh, thinks nothing's
1: happening. <laughs> we will leave you with that, listeners. Make up that what you will. Uh, until next time, see you again soon. Bye-bye
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.